0: Hello, and welcome to Start By Listening, the podcast about sexual harm. We are centered on educating and empowering our Western Kentucky communities. Our goal is to transform the way we talk about sexual harm. Transformation begins by listening to understand. We talk so you can listen today and change the world tomorrow. Recording for some white noise at this time, recording for some white noise. Hey y'all, welcome to Start By Listening, it's Jennifer aka the Friendly Therapist coming to you live from my home, (laughs) go figure that right. It is pandemic 2021, and I'm still working from home a bit, and that means that I get to speak to you all today on this beautiful fall day here in Kentucky from the comforts of my home office, and I've got my faithful companion, Kiwi, who is my little chihuahua. She's over here looking out the window in her little bed. And I'm over here at my desk, just working my fingers to the bone, bringing y'all some great information um, on great topics. And so if you remember, a few weeks ago, I talked about boundaries. And I covered, excuse me, frog in my throat, y'all. I covered what are they? Etc., etc., and today we're going to talk about how do we begin to set those boundaries. So that's where we're heading to on this beautiful fall day in Kentucky in the Start By Listening podcast. So, the first thing I want to talk about is the question that we get asked a lot, or that I ask a lot of clients when I'm working with them on boundaries, and I'll say to a client, why is it do you think that we set boundaries with people? And sometimes clients have answers, and sometimes they don't, and either one is just fine. I always take this as an opportunity to be able to provide education, and to be able to just help help out with general information. So we set boundaries because boundaries help keep us safe. They keep us safe physically. They keep us safe emotionally. They keep us safe sexually. All kinds of reasons that we set boundaries. It's also the ability for us to be able to speak on or to talk about with other people and share with them what our expectations are of how we would like to be treated. And that's really important because it is our job to let other people know what our expectations are of what we will accept and tolerate and what we will not accept and tolerate um, as far as behaviors, actions, words um, from another person. Boundaries also um, teach others how to give or show respect. Um, And it's a way for us to be able to show and give respect. Have you ever thought about, and I'm laughing and chuckling to myself because I'm reading my notes here of what I did to prepare for this episode, but boundaries keep us sane. They keep us sane. It's like the ability to be able to know how to maneuver your day and feel safe and secure and be sane and not lose our minds um, when somebody maybe tries to overstep our boundaries. We also set boundaries so that drama does not follow us. Um, How many of us have used the phrase, I ain't got time for no drama, Or, uh, this is a drama-free life. Or, leave the drama with your mama. I mean, there's so many other things. We've got so many sayings about drama. Well, boundaries help to keep drama at a distance, if you will. So those are some of the reasons why we set boundaries. And, you know, there could be a plethora of other reasons. But when I think about the work that I do... Um, Really, it's about safety, it's about communication regarding expectations of how we want someone to speak to us, uh, to act around us, and it's about the ability to teach other people how to give and show us respect. It's about our sanity, and it's about not being brought into the drama that exists in life. That's kind of why we set boundaries. Now, how do we begin to set those boundaries? And that's a little bit more difficult because everyone can readily say, Absolutely, I need boundaries, 100%. Yes, they make all of those things true, Jennifer. They keep me safe. It's a way for me to express myself. It's a way for me to teach others how to treat me and keep away from drama and et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes down to setting those boundaries, sometimes. Oh, it's really, really hard to do. And so, the first thing I like to talk about is figuring out what is it that you want and what is it that you need from other people. Like, how do you want to communicate to other people your boundaries? And sometimes, because of the trauma that we've experienced, Maybe perhaps we believe that we're not worthy of setting boundaries with other, or maybe perhaps we believe that people-pleasing and not setting boundaries is the way to survive. Um, or maybe it's just a fact of, I don't even know where to begin on figuring out what my needs are or how I even want to convey what my needs are. So that's the first place is you got to do your own work. And you got to figure out what exactly are the areas in your life where perhaps you struggle with setting boundaries? Where are the areas in your life that you excel in setting boundaries? And it's kind of like just, you know, doing an audit or review of those things to figure out what it is that you need. And, you know, sometimes going and talking to a therapist will help you figure out what your boundaries are what boundaries you need to begin to set with others. And it's a really great way just to be able to have a safe space to begin to explore all that. So if you're one of those people who at this time is saying, gosh, I don't even know what my boundaries are, or I don't even know where to begin, maybe going and seeing a therapist and talking to somebody that you can build a safe and trusting relationship with to be able to explore that is exactly the first place to start. For others, um, it might be easier to just begin at the beginning. And I like to start with clients with, let's just do baby steps. It's just starting out, setting up boundaries with people who you feel comfortable setting up a boundary. Um, And just seeing how it goes. You know, it's like just dipping your toe in the water of boundaries. I always like to say it's easier to start out setting up a small boundary Um, and a small boundary can be different things to different people. Right. But, you know, um, maybe it's easier to say no to overtime at work versus saying no to your best friend who's asked to borrow um, money. Right? That one might be way more difficult to say no to the second one. So start out with something small where you can say the word no. Um, That's really how you start. And just beginning to talk about boundaries, exploring what boundaries are, doing your own research, reading some books, listening to some podcasts, Googling boundaries, um, talking to friends and talking about boundaries with friends, you know? Where do they set boundaries? Where do they struggle? Um, yeah, that's how you start with that. Also, when we begin to set boundaries, I like to give people the expectation to become comfortable with being uncomfortable in your communication of boundaries and in your setting of those boundaries. Because it's not going to feel it's not going to feel good, it's going to feel uncomfortable, it's going to feel overwhelming, it's going to feel cumbersome at times. And what I also know to be true is that the more boundaries you begin to set with others and the more success you have with boundaries, the easier it does become. So that when you have to set those really difficult and hard boundaries, you've got a nice foundation of setting little boundaries that have given you the self-confidence to keep going toward the bigger ones. You know, you also have to figure out what are you going to do if, someone violates your boundaries that's important right it's like you got to figure out like if i set this boundary of i'm going to say no to overtime at work for the next month and you let your supervisor know you let your boss know that hey at this time i'm I'm just not able to do overtime and um i'm i've got to focus on family etc whatever And in a few days, they come to you and they ask you to work more overtime. Um, And they start to say, you know, we're just down so many people, and we just need somebody to be able to come in here. And, you know, you're such a good employee. You've always been able to answer the call, et cetera, et cetera. You got to have a plan before that happens so that you're not like frozen in the moment and you'll be able to respond in a way that makes you feel comfortable, and gives you the ability to, again, state your boundaries. So that's going to be an important piece of this work of boundary setting, not only having that conversation and setting the boundary with somebody, but also being ready to, to know what is my plan going to be if somebody tries to violate my boundary or disrespect my boundary. How do I want to respond to them? Do I want to respond to them? Um, what do I say? How do I say that? And all of that is going to be dependent upon just so many things. It's going to be dependent upon what your needs are. It's going to be dependent upon how comfortable you feel with this boundary being set in the first place. Lots of different things, but just having a plan ready so that you will know how to proceed. Because In the way life is, not every single person or entity is going to respect your boundaries. And that's how we get to keep educating and informing people of our boundaries and knowing that we're teaching them how we want to be treated. And then probably one of the last things I think is really important in boundary work is what I call holding the line. And so what I mean by that is when you set that boundary, you keep the boundary. Um, It's kind of like, here's my line and I'm not going to let anybody cross this line. And if they do try to cross the line, then I'm ready for that. And here is how I'm going to respond. Because sometimes, um, People who have been used to us not having really nice, firm boundaries, they don't like being told no. You ever run into that? You say no to someone and they don't like it and they try to get you to do what they want you to do and sometimes they might guilt you or shame you into doing something that you really didn't want to do and so that is why it is so important to know that there are going to be people who are not going to respect your boundaries, no matter what. And those people might be family members. They might be co-workers, They might be your friends. They might even be your own children. And so just to know that there are going to be people who will not respect your boundaries. And the old saying in the world of therapy is the people that scream the loudest whenever you set a boundary are the ones that you need the boundaries with the most. Because they're the ones who are going to constantly try to negotiate or to weasel their way around that boundary so that they get their needs met. I would say a large percentage of people, when you set a boundary, they will respect it um, because they too understand that boundaries keep us safe. But I just want you to be prepared that there will be some Who will not? And when you have a plan ready for how you want to handle those people, it makes it a lot easier to work in those circumstances, I would say. So now that we've talked a little bit about why we have boundaries and how we set a boundary, I want to talk a little bit about what are some unhealthy boundaries. And then we're going to end on healthy boundaries. So a lot of times when we think about boundaries um, that are unhealthy, we think about, well, how do these even begin? Where do they come from? And a lot of unhealthy boundaries, they do come from low self-esteem. They come from the trauma that one has experienced. They come from the response of our nervous system to uncomfortable information being shared or asked of us. and. When boundaries are unhealthy in personal relationships, it's usually involving one person perhaps trying to establish some control over another person through the use of time, money, interactions with other people, um, dress slash attire. And so that's unhealthy. When someone is trying to exert their control over you, in those areas, that's a really big clue that perhaps this is not a healthy relationship or perhaps this relationship is very much one-sided. And someone exerting control does not equate a boundary. It's a clear sign that that boundary is not healthy and it's also a sign that perhaps that person doesn't really respect the boundaries of other people in general. And it's important that we look at our personal boundaries um, that maybe are a little unhealthy for us. And the reason we do that is so that we then have the opportunity to begin to change and begin to work on our own boundaries, to make them stronger, to make them healthier, so that we feel more comfortable and we feel more safe to be able to be our most authentic, beautiful selves. And so unhealthy boundaries might look a little something like this. Telling all of your personal business to everyone. This could include friends. This could include strangers. This could include people you've just met. But when you begin to tell your entire life story to someone who really hasn't earned the privilege to hear your life story, that's a pretty clear indication that perhaps you need to do some boundary work. When you are talking about private moments to someone, um, again, whom you've just met, not the best because they, again, have not earned the privilege to know that private information about you, to not um, have developed... Um, a working relationship with you. And a lot of times we see this like um, when people begin dating someone and when people ask questions, sometimes people don't know that their questions are kind of personal and invasive. And we might feel really uncomfortable saying to this new person we've just met whom we really like. I don't feel comfortable answering that question or gosh, that question is a little personal and we're not at that level yet which are two examples of setting a healthy boundary. Um, So we might feel compelled that we have to answer their questions and we have to tell them private information. And again, that goes back to a myriad of reasons why perhaps as a child growing up, we didn't have the ability to learn how to set healthy boundaries from our caregivers because maybe our caregivers didn't have healthy boundaries themselves. And so... It's a skill that you can learn at any age. Um, it's just going to take some practice. Another type of unhealthy boundary is people pleasing. That's when we say things and do things to manage the emotions and feelings of other people so that we don't have to experience any fallout. Um Living for 100% of giving yourself to others and not having anything left at the end of the day for you to give yourself. When you just give, give, give of your time, of your money, of your personal space, etc., and you just give it all away, we're exhausted by the end of the day. Because we've just not had healthy boundaries to say no to someone. So that's, you know, important to be able to recognize this. You know, the the old saying is you can't pour from an empty cup. Uh, And this is true. So when our boundaries are not firm or safe, then we don't have anything left to give ourselves at the end of the day. Letting people use you as a doormat, um, that's an old one or an old kind of saying from about 20 years ago. But I remember seeing this cartoon in my grad school where it had a doormat um, that had all these footprints all over it and smooshed into the doormat was like the image of a person. And so that really has stuck with me over the last 20 plus years in understanding that When we don't have good, healthy boundaries, we do allow people to treat us like a doormat and just to walk all over us. And that doesn't feel comfortable and that doesn't feel good. And it makes us feel less safe and less secure in who we are as a person. When we take responsibility for the thoughts and feelings of someone else, And again, we try to manage their emotions so that the fallout doesn't happen to us. That is also another example of some unhealthy boundaries. And likewise, if you are an individual who expects other people to take responsibility for your thoughts and feelings, um, that also is not a healthy boundary. Um, Feeling like you need to fix other people's problems Or feeling the need to fix another person. That's a clear example of an unhealthy boundary dynamic that is um, active in your life. Have you ever thought about and taken, mm, I guess, a good hard look at the amount of drama that surrounds you and surrounds your life? Um, And have you ever thought about... That perhaps the amount of drama that is involved in your life is perhaps a direct result of your lack of boundaries. Now, in thinking about that, that might sound a little harsh, and I understand that as I said that, but it is real and it is something to consider. And if we're going to be honest with ourselves and we're going to do an inventory and look at our boundaries, we have to be willing to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so how much drama is in your life at any one moment can also be a clear indication of how your boundaries perhaps need to be strengthened um, in order to have safety, in order to have security. Those are just some examples of unhealthy boundaries. And so just know that if you are an individual who said, oh my gosh, Oh, what she said just nailed, nailed me. That's me. Oh, my goodness. Have no fear. (laughs) There is hope. There is light at the end of this tunnel called boundaries. You, too, can begin to learn how to set these boundaries, how to grow your boundaries, and how to hold the line on the boundaries that you set. Um, And a good therapist can help you really maneuver that as well. So I'm going to switch the gears and now I'm going to talk a little bit about what are healthy boundaries in personal relationships. So healthy boundaries exist when somebody asks for consent, consent for a hug, consent um, to speak with you, consent to take up some of your time. Um, that's a healthy boundary. Um, You know, a lot of times before I will call um, somebody, um, I'll shoot them a quick text and I'll say, hey, do you have time to talk right now? Or if not, when might be a good time that we can talk about blank? I love using this as a boundary. Number one, it gives the option for the other person to consider their day, what's going on in their life, and how much time and energy they can devote to what I need to talk about. And when someone responds back with, yeah, I can call you in about 15 minutes or gosh, I'm just, I'm exhausted today and I don't have the time or energy to talk about that. Can we talk about that tomorrow? I accept those boundaries and I'll say, sure, that sounds great. Thank you so much. Um, Asking for consent is a huge boundary. And that's just another great way just to begin to starting setting boundaries with people and maybe asking people. Hey, I'm not the greatest at accepting phone calls, so can you just shoot me a text to see if I have the availability to talk before you give me a call? That's pretty, pretty light and easy boundary to begin to set. Another um, idea of a healthy boundary when involved in personal relationships is thinking about how our words and actions might affect the other person. Now, this does not mean we are managing their emotions. This does not mean that we are managing their thoughts and feelings. Rather, it's just taking into consideration another person's space, another person's thoughts and feelings um, before we begin a conversation with them. And I think that's really important. Um, And that's a sign of respect. Having open, honest communication is a great healthy boundary that we can have. Whether that open and honest communication is with family members, our children, our significant others, our friends, our co-workers, whomever that might be, just being honest and open with our communication. When we come from a place of understanding and compassion, we are clearly on a road to healthy boundaries. Another great example of having healthy boundaries is feeling the freedom to be your most true, authentic self. And sometimes in life, we don't have that freedom to be our most free, beautiful, authentic self. And when we cannot express ourselves in the way that we were created and meant to be expressed, then sometimes it might feel... Like our boundaries are being violated or not respected. And that is a very real and true feeling. So being able to find people, find your tribe, find those who bring safety and connection to you so that you can express your most authentic self is a beautiful, healthy boundary to have. Personal space. Being able to talk about your personal space, being able to let others know what your personal space is. Um, just the other day at work, I had the most beautiful opportunity to teach boundaries, to emulate boundaries, and to um, be able to model a boundary for a client. It was a kiddo and they wanted a hug and it had been a really, really tough session Um, And I was okay with giving a hug. However, they came up to me and tried to hug me without my consent. So I was able to say in that moment, hey, I'm feeling uncomfortable um, because you're popping my space bubble and you didn't ask me for a hug. Can you please ask me for a hug so I get to make the decision of what I want to do with my body? It was really a beautiful moment. And you could see the surprise in their eyes. And it was then the wheels turning of, oh, my gosh, yes, I need to ask for consent first. And they stepped backwards and they said, I apologize, Miss Jennifer. I did not ask for your consent. May I please have a hug? And so at that moment, I said, absolutely. And I appreciate you respecting my boundary and asking. And again, that was just a great way to model um, a nice boundary Um, It was a great way to ask for my boundaries to be respected. And um, the client did a beautiful job in responding to that. They didn't throw a fit. They did not scream. They did not yell. They respected my boundary. Another great healthy boundary is, is, is knowing to have the freedom to pursue your hobbies, things that interest you, things that you like. Um, Areas that you want to explore in the world, in learning, in your creativity side, all kinds of beautiful things. That's so important to have that freedom, to have that healthy boundary, to explore your likes and your dislikes. Being able to be accountable and take responsibility for your thoughts, words, and actions. Those are really great examples of having a healthy boundary. Um, being able to apologize to someone when you realize that perhaps you have overstepped a boundary or uh, treaded onto a boundary, violated a boundary, that is, goes huge in being able to reset that healthy boundary by taking that responsibility and by being accountable for your thoughts, words, and actions. Another sign of having healthy boundaries is being able to accept and respect the values and beliefs of another person, especially when they do not align with your beliefs and your values. And sometimes this one is really hard, especially in today's social media world, today's media world, today's political world, today's pandemic world. If anything, we're all running um, on a sympathetic nervous system response at this time. And we need to be able to extend grace and compassion to others, especially when it is very difficult to do that. And we need to be able to respect another person's values and beliefs because that's a healthy boundary. Um, Because if we want someone to respect our values and respect our beliefs, then we also have to extend that same courtesy um, to another. And so these are just a few ways of what it looks like in establishing healthy boundaries. And so know that boundaries can be difficult to set with people that we really, really care about because we don't want to offend somebody. We don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. We don't want ourselves to feel uncomfortable. But I would challenge you in this final thought to think of this. When setting a boundary, Which feels more uncomfortable for you, having that really hard, difficult conversation and asserting your boundaries or not having that hard and difficult conversation and watching other people treat you in a less than way. And for some people, the answer might be the first, for others, it might be the last. And that's okay because you are where you are in your journey. What I would um, offer to you as a final thought for today's podcast is if you would like help on learning to set boundaries, find a safe person whom you trust, who you can begin to work on this with. That might be a significant other. That might be a therapist. That might be a very dear friend. But it is important that we find someone who is healthy, who has healthy boundaries that can help us on our journey to setting those healthy boundaries in our lives. Thank you so much, listeners of Start By Listening, for joining me today on this beautiful day. And I hope you've enjoyed this podcast as much as I have. As always, feel free to reach out if you need to. The information is in the bio and the details of the podcast. Signing off for today, this is Jennifer, a.k.a your friendly therapist. Have a great day. Well, we made it to the end of our episode. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to thank VOCA for funding our podcast. VOCA stands for Victims of Crime Act. This project was supported by grant number VOCA 2020, Green River 00026, awarded through the Kentucky Justice and Public Safety Cabinet by the United States Department of Justice. The opinions, findings, conclusions, and recommendations expressed in this publication, program, exhibition are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Kentucky Justice and Public Safety Cabinet or the U.S. Department of Justice. We also wanna give a big shout out and a thank you to Seth Hedges. Of Uriah Wild Media, he is the amazing individual who created the beautiful music for our podcast. We thank you so much, Seth. I'm going to encourage you to go check out his stuff. He's pretty talented and awesome. You can find him at www.uriahwild.com. That's www.uriahwild.com. And finally, we want to give a really special shout out to Rodney Newton for being our amazing technical advisor. He has spent several Saturdays and days throughout the week to help us get this podcast up and going. Rodney, you are our captain. And finally, we hope that you'll take something you heard today and change the world tomorrow. Join us next time on Start By Listening. And as always, please remember that New Beginnings is here for you to listen or help 24 hours a day. Just give us a call. 1-800-226-7273